I wanted to ask you how, how many of you were tired and wore out and ready to go home, but I'm not. Because I'm not ready to go home yet. God's not done, and I don't want to leave this service until God says everything that I wanted to do in that service is complete. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm not planning on keeping you long uh, this morning. If you will turn in your Bibles with me to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. And it is a uh, very familiar scripture reading. The Bible says, And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son which hath a dumb spirit, and whithersoever uh, he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and he gnashes with his teeth, and he pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples, and they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he, asked his and he asked his father, How long ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. And when Jesus saw the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. Praise the Lord. I want to take just a small portion of this scripture setting this morning, and I want to talk to you on this subject for just a moment. Over the edge, Jesus. Over the edge. And hopefully in just a few moments, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Are you still pumped up about Jesus this morning? Are you still excited about Jesus this morning? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Turn around, shake somebody's hand, tell them I'm not done with my shouting shoes yet. Praise the Lord. Over the last two weeks, I have come across, I heard one time on the radio and then read one time, and so I have researched it myself and the Barna Institute for Religious Studies has done a survey. I was disheartened by the, the results of this survey, so if you will listen this morning, I will try to quickly go through uh, this part of this sermon. The Barna study says that 77% of Christians in North America, now all of the statistics that I'm giving you this morning are Christian people. We're not talking about Americans in general. We are talking about people that profess a relationship with God. Everybody understand these are Christian people. Everybody say, I understand. The Barna study finds that 77% of Christians believe that God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and the perfect creator that rules the universe. Only 77% believe that. It's amazing in this study that 53% of Christian people believe that the devil is evil. The same number believe that the devil is alive. Half of the Christian people that we rub shoulders with don't even believe the devil is evil. It's just shocking. It's, it's amazing. Anyway, 
43% of Christian people believe that the Bible is accurate. Only 43%. 26 people or 26% of Christian people believe it's important and regularly attend Sunday school. 29% of Christian people believe it's important to work at the church. Guys, we got some work days coming up and we need those numbers to go up drastically. 59% of Christian people believe it's important to go to church at all. That means 41% of the Christians don't believe it's even important to go to church. 62% believe in reading the Bible. 19% of the people believe you don't need church. That's Christian people in America. It is clear by these statistics that our society has raised a group of people that don't believe in Christianity. They don't believe in God. In fact, as society goes as a whole, we don't believe in anything. We don't trust anything. We question everything that anybody tells us. We question everybody. And there's sometimes we should do this. Uh, it's gotten to the point where we don't believe politicians, and rightly so. I think that for the most part, most of them have proven that they're not trustworthy. Most of them, never mind. We've gotten to the point we don't believe our employers. We don't believe when family members tell us anything. When our friends say something, we question that or doubt that or not really sure that they're on the level with us. People have gotten to the point where they, won't even, they don't even trust or believe in the ministry anymore. And there's some reason for that. Some ministers have fallen and so they categorize all of them into one lump sum and just say that there's no believing in those people either. It's so prevalent in our society today, this, this unbelief uh, that we've gotten to the point where we don't believe God and we don't believe His Word anymore. We say we believe, but we don't. And to the adult Sunday school class, I promise you, I did not copy my notes. Now, I know all of that sounded negative, but hold on just a second. It's different when you say you believe and when you act on your belief. Did you know there's a difference in that? In 1860, probably the year or so before Brother Alexander was born, I shouldn't have said that was mean. Brother Alexander, uh, what a stalwart man. Uh, but in 1860, there was a tightrope walker. Does everybody know what a tightrope walker is? People that walk the high wire over something generally very dangerous, life-threatening. His name was Blondin. Blondin was his, was, was his man's name. And he was walking across Niagara Falls. Now, he had done this feat many times. This was not his first attempt. He was 160 feet above the raging river below him. And this, the wire was 1,000 feet long from cliff to cliff that he was going to be walking. And there was a crowd of people had gathered together to watch him walk across Niagara Falls. And, 
and they, many of them had already seen him once before accomplish this feat, and, and no doubt they all knew of his many, many trips across uh, Niagara Falls on this high wire. And, and so Blondin walked up to the group of people, and he says, uh, is there anybody here that believes that I can do this? And they all raised their hands and all affirmed, yes, we believe in you. We know that you can do this. It's not a problem. He said, is there anybody that doesn't believe that I can do this? And nobody raised their hand. It wasn't a sound made. They all said they believed. So Blondin, in this moment, walks up to a man that was standing on the solid ground and and he said, I want you to, uh, to climb on my back and I'm going to carry you across this high wire. Well, all of a sudden, belief gave way. All of a sudden, Blondin, whoa, 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 buddy. I believe you can do it. I just don't believe you and I can do it together. And so it's, it's, there's a difference between saying I do believe and actually allowing our belief to produce an action in us that accomplishes the result that we desire to see. In this text that I read tonight, uh, this morning, there was a man that brought his son who was possessed by a devil to Jesus, and he asked Jesus, he said, I want you to cast this devil out. And, and he, he went through the resume of what the devil did to the son, and, and he said, I brought him to your disciples, and, and they couldn't do it. And, and so Jesus looked at him, and he made a statement. Canest? Thou believe, can you do it? Can somehow you reach inside of you and not just say you believe and not just form the words with your mouth, but can you out of your spirit and out of your heart actually produce a little bit of belief in me, not just to say that, Jesus, I know you can do it, but, Jesus, I am willing to get out over the edge with you, uh, and I'm willing to traverse through this journey that I'm not real comfortable with. Uh, God, I know able but it's going beyond more than what I know you're able to do but I'm willing to take the journey I'm willing to go over the edge with you no doubt this man that blind and ass was not willing to crawl over the banister because that's where the safety nets aren't that's where there's there's uncertainty and that's where there's danger and so when Jesus asked this man can you believe can you just Believe. Can you just muster belief? I want to let you know this morning, I believe. Do you believe? We got about eight people in this congregation that believe. Do you believe in Jesus more than just form the words, but do you believe in him? Do you really trust him? Do you really know that God, not only is he able, but he is going to do great things? Praise the Lord. We need to stop as the children of God putting question marks where God puts a period at the end of the sentence. We need to stop putting question marks where God puts a period. When God puts a period, he says that's it. When God puts a period, he says it's final. But we add a question mark on top of it. And we wonder about those statements. Uh, I want to tell you when the Bible says uh, that all things uh, are possible to him that believes that sentence ends in a question, in a, in a period. That is final. It's in the discussion. When Luke, in Luke chapter 11, 
When the Bible says to ask and to seek and to knock, that statement ends in a period. When the Bible says nothing shall be impossible, that statement ends in a period. When Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, that statement ends in a period. Not a question mark. You don't have to worry about those things. Those things are forever settled. And I still believe in Jesus today. I don't have the numbers with me. I left them at work the other day and I wanted them for this sermon. But less than half of Christian people today believe in heaven and hell. But I still believe in it. I still believe in hell. Still believe I don't want to go. And more than that, I still believe in heaven. I still believe in a golden city. I still believe in gates of pearl. I still believe Jesus uh, is going to be sitting on a throne uh, and he's going to welcome us in uh, to a place that is wonderful and beautiful where there's no more sickness and there's no more dying and there's no more death and there's no more any destruction. I still believe in that. I still believe in salvation. 1 Timothy 4 and 10. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially to them that believe. I believe uh, and He is my Savior. He is my Savior. So I believe uh, in Him this morning. I still believe in salvation. I still believe that salvation is for whosoever will. I still believe salvation is for me. I still believe salvation is for you. I don't think uh, that anybody's past. Uh, I don't think the failures of yesterday. I don't think that your lifestyle. I don't think that anything that you've done uh, can keep you from salvation. I still believe in it. You can say, well, Brother Merrill, I'm not sure. I am. I still believe in it. You say, well, you don't know my past. You may doubt, but I'll believe for you. I know that salvation is for you. I still believe in the blood of Jesus Christ. I still believe that it cleanses us. I still believe that it heals us. I still believe that it ministers to us. I still believe in the power of the blood of Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Does anybody believe? Raise your hand. You just walked right into a trap. I'll tell you something else I still believe in. It ain't popular in our world today, but I still believe that God answers prayer. I still believe that God answers our prayers. I still believe if you pray, God is going to respond to that prayer request. Uh, does anybody else believe it? Clap your hands this morning to Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. I believe God answers prayer. Matthew 21 and 22, all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. I believe this morning in prayer. I believe this morning in prayer. I believe if you ask God, then he's going to answer. Praise the Lord. Some prayers... I believe that God answers yes. Some prayers, I believe that God answers no. There was a 
country music singer that wrote a song that one of God's greatest, greatest gifts is unanswered prayer. I disagree with him. God answers every prayer. I believe that some of God's greatest gifts are prayers that are answered. No, you can't have it. You don't need it. I know what's best for you. There's been things in my life I've prayed for. God said no, and I'm thankful. Sometimes God answers prayer not now, but in the future. But God answers every prayer. I still believe God heals. I still believe in the healing power of God. Jeremiah 17, 14. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. I'll be healed, God, if you do it. Malachi 4 and 2. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. If you believe on him, healing comes in the wings of Almighty God. I don't believe that God can just heal physical problems. You say, well, Brother Merrill, I don't have any mental problems. Maybe we should ask some other people about that. Brother Merrill, I don't have any spiritual problems. I don't have relationship problems. In fact, Brother Merrill, I don't even face problems dealing with my past. But I want to tell you this morning, I still believe that God heals in every facet of our life, in every place in our life. I believe that God can heal me and I believe that God can still heal you this morning. Whatever you need this morning, whatever the situation is this morning, I want to let you know that God can still heal you and I believe that. I still believe in God. Is anybody else? <laughs> You ever wondered about that? Do you really believe in God? I've laid in bed at night thinking about God, and it doesn't take long in my, at my, at my level of mental capacity to get tired and for my brain to start wanting to give out, trying to think about God. But I believe in Him. I believe God is real. In Isaiah 45, 22, the Bible says, Look unto me, and be ye saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else. I still believe that God is Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, He who was and is and is to come. I still believe God's the Creator. I still believe He's a Savior. I still believe that God is love. I still believe He's omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. I believe He's the bright and the morning star. I believe he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I believe he's all powerful. I believe he's all holy. I believe he's all righteous. I still believe that God is wonderful, the counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. I still believe that God sticketh closer than a brother. I still believe in these things. 
in society, come, they can do what they want. And they can raise all the doubt they want. And they can allow, uh, the society can allow doubt and fear to envelop them. But I still believe in the almighty God. And if you're here this morning and you need something from God, I have one question for you. Can you believe? Not can you say you believe. I want everybody that's old enough to talk. Babies are excluded. I want everybody that's old enough to talk to say, I believe. That was easy to do. But I'm not talking about that. Can you sincerely, from the inside of your being, muster some belief? This man brought his son to Jesus. He had to believe something. He would have never brought him there. He would have never taken him to the disciples if he didn't believe there was some power that could deliver him. He would have never brought him to the disciples if maybe he hadn't seen other demoniacs with the spirits cast out of them, so he brought his son. Jesus didn't ask him about his belief. He just said, can you do it? And so I want to ask us this morning, can we believe? I find it interesting that this man had taken his son to the disciples. And they couldn't cast the spirit out of that young boy. And, and there's reasons for that. And I don't want to get into all that this morning. Please listen to me this morning. God has set an awesome stage. And I know we've shouted. I know we've been intense. And I know we're, we're, we're anyway. There's people here this morning. You've taken your needs to people before to have them met. Brother Merrill, I've had pastor pray for my needs. Nothing happened. I had Brother Holland pray for my circumstance. Nothing happened. I had Brother Morton Buster pray over me. And it wasn't delivered. And I wasn't healed. And you understand it's not the men. Everybody understand it's not the men. Can you believe again to bring your need one more time today to Jesus? And not look at what happened yesterday. Not form words out of your mouth that say I believe, but really believe that today can be the day that I receive from God what I've been needing all this time and all I'm going to do is believe one more time. I've believed in the past and, it's, and doubt has overcome me. I've believed for my deliverance but doubt has come back to me. I've believed for my healing but I've been afraid. I've believed in these things before but it never happened and I'm asking you this morning one more time, can you believe again? Can you believe again? Today, and step out on faith, uh, and step out across that banister, so to speak. Can you believe? So figuratively, this morning, Jesus is over the edge. Here's the edge. Jesus is out here, and he's on a tightrope. Peter got a little taste of this. You remember when Jesus came walking across the sea, the stormy sea? Anybody remember that story? 
Peter said, if that be you, bid me come. What did Jesus say? Peter, climb over the edge. Come on. Come over the edge, Peter. Get out of your comfort zone, Peter. Get out of what feels safe. Get out of your experience. Peter was an experienced fisherman. He knew that the boat was solid. He knew that he could probably survive if he stayed in that little boat. If he didn't leave the boat, he knew he would be okay. And he had him a little comfort zone. He had him a little parameter built. And God, I've seen you work in the boat in the past because you remember Jesus when you got in the boat and you spoke to the storm and the storm went away. And I'm in my little comfort zone. Jesus, I've seen you work miracles in my little comfort zone and I'm happy with that. But what you need from God today may not be in your comfort zone. What you need from God today may not be in our little parameters. It may not be where we feel secure and where we feel okay. Where your miracle may be is over the edge a little bit. You may have to step out with Jesus, but believe me, Jesus is going to carry you. He's not going to fail. He's not going to fall. It's not going to hurt you. He's not going to destroy you. It's just time for us to believe again, to take another step of faith, to take another step towards him and say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in it. I believe you can. Our church, Brother uh, Murphy, this past Wednesday night has given uh, an incredible vision for 2012. Do you believe it? Do you believe that next year at this time we could be running three or 400 people? Do you believe that? I believe it. I believe it. I'm going to step out over the edge. I'm going to step out over the edge and I'm going to walk a tight rope maybe and maybe it doesn't seem like it's all that safe and secure out there but if that's where Jesus is then that's where I want to be. Like Peter, Jesus was on the water. Jesus wasn't in the boat that time. I want to go where Jesus is at. I want to be where Jesus is at. And if he's over the edge, please understand what I'm trying to do. You say, man, that's crazy. There's no way. That's too far out there. If that's where Jesus is at, and I've got to walk on water to get there, then I want to walk on water. If Jesus bid me come, I don't want to go out there by myself. Now, remember, Jesus was on the water too. I'm not saying let's go get crazy and jump off into something that we can't handle. I'm talking about if God is bidding us come, let's get rid of our doubt. Let's get rid of our fear. Let's get rid of our unbelief. And let's start believing in Jesus one more time. It doesn't matter what the past says to us. Well, he didn't do it last time. That doesn't matter what the past says. I want to ask you a question. Can you believe this morning? If you'll stand all over the building this morning, God has manifested his power and his glory in an awesome way already in this service. Somebody is here this morning needing something from God. Can you believe? I say yes. I say we can believe. In fact, I believe that we're believing right now.
And I believe in this congregation of people. I believe there's faith here. I believe there's confidence here in Almighty God. And I believe we're sick fixing to see God do something for somebody, even in the closing moments of this service. And God has already ministered wonderfully. And God has already ministered in this service in a marvelous fashion. But can you believe again, even in this service, for God to do something for you? Can you believe that you can be saved? Can you believe that you can be saved today? God forgives sin. Can you believe that? But you don't know what I've done. It doesn't matter. Can you believe that God can heal you? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. God is still alive. God is still on the throne. God is still able. God still has the power and he still has the ability. And much like this man did with his son, if we'll come to Jesus and do more than just form the word, but say, Jesus, I believe. But there was a second part of that statement, help my unbelief. Where I doubt, help me, Jesus. If I'm not believing you to receive what I need, then Jesus, would you help me so I can receive it? That's God. And God wants to minister again to somebody in this service. Somebody here, is here, somebody here has a need. There is a circumstance that you need God to minister to. And we believe. I believe and you believe right now. And Jesus is fixing to minister to somebody. If you have something that you need God to minister to, if you'll step out in faith and say as you walk down these aisles, Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe in you. When you get to the front, God is going to minister to you. If you need something from God, come this morning. As, as the musicians begin to sing and play, if you need something from God this morning, whatever it is, just believe. Just believe this morning. Praise the Lord. God bless you for coming this morning. Everybody else, if you'll come in behind these and let's pray for them. God knows that he's going to minister to somebody this morning. Nobody leave without your need being met this morning. All you have to do is believe. Everybody come. Everybody come. We're inviting our guests. We're inviting everybody to come. We're not going to ask you to do anything you don't want to do. But let's pray this morning believing in Jesus this morning. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Somebody reach out and touch God. Somebody tell Him you believe. Somebody tell Him you believe this morning. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God still moving in this place. God's not done right now. Hallelujah. If you'll entertain His presence, if you'll talk to Him this morning, if you'll believe on Him, can you muster a little belief?